next on BYU Sports Nation, getting into the BYU football quarterback factory we have established the road to a VIP spot. Ty Detmer is not only in the factory, but on the show today discussing the Heisman Trophy and Taysom Hill's developing legacy. Plus, World Cup soccer craziness with a Brazilian BYU soccer uh, star. I believe that we will win. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio and television, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Tuesday, July 1st. That's right, I said July. Game day, game day, U.S., Belgium, 4 Eastern. Woo! Got to get a Let's win. Let's get it! I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the foremost expert on the Lou Groza Award, Jerem Jordan. Wherever and however you're dialed in, more. great to have you with us. <laughs> you mentioned game day, Jerem. Only one other time has the United States made the quarterfinals in the modern World Cup soccer era. That was back in 2002. They have an opportunity to do that today. The nation will be gathering around televisions at 4 Eastern, 2 Mountain, to watch our guys go up against Belgium. This is a big deal. This where is a where really are big... we watching, by the way? Well, I have to watch it at home. I know that. What? And I haven't told you guys this till now, so I've, I've got to do that. So if you want to come over, let's party. Okay. Okay, fine. Now, fine. Pe- now people are getting into my ear. Getting on my case. <laughs> <laughs> Just find a TV. That's all we're saying. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across this great nation, BYU Sports Nation, wherever, whenever, and get involved in today's Twitter question before the soccer. And we've got a good one for you today. What qualifies a BYU quarterback to be a member of the BYU quarterback factory? A lengthy <laughs> and developed discussion this morning. Uh, about criteria, we've set up criteria of how you get in. But what do you guys think? Hashtag BYUSN on Twitter. Let us know. That is a loaded question. Use the hashtag BYUSN, like Jerem said. Uh, first tweet coming in at Brett Parker six. The brains of Ty Detmer, grit of Robbie Bosco, Steve Young's IT factor, it, it factor. It, yeah. Okay, information technology. Jim McMahon's win at all costs attitude and Gifford Nielsen's pinpoint accuracy. That's the ultimate quarterback. That, that is the quarterback, the best quarterback ever. Wow. Listen to this BYU Sports Nation, noon Eastern on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast on BYU TV and on BYUtv.org. Much to discuss on this day. So let's rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. The keys to the quarterback factory. We had one of my favorite production discussions ever for BYU Sports Nation in our short history, but it's been almost a year. How do you earn keys to the BYU quarterback factory mansion? We decided it's not a house, it's a mansion. It has like, to be a mansion. It not, has to be it, suites not, yeah, and a pool house really and all nice. that stuff. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We've got the guy in the presidential suite of that mansion on the show today. BYU Heisman Trophy winner Ty Detmer will join us yeah. live from his ranch in Texas. We took a look at Ty's career numbers. Off the charts ridiculous, by the way. And then comparatively, this the, just in. the career numbers of <laughs> other quote-unquote legendary quarterbacks in the BYU quarterback factory. It sparked our loaded topic. How do you qualify for a spot in that mansion of awesomeness? In a very spirited debate. <laughs> That's an understatement. 
We established five criteria. <laughs> Every morning. It's okay. Like Starting with this, 10-plus wins in a single season. Jerem, number two. Quarterback, a team that finishes ranked in the AP Top 25, 3,000 passing yards in a season, All-American distinction, and then you can win a prominent individual award. We included the, the Collegiate Hall of Fame in that. You win the Heisman, you win the Davey O'Brien, the Sammy, Sammy Baugh, Baugh, the Maxwell, College yeah, Football something. Hall of Fame. So five criteria. My mom's blog spot, National Player of the Year, whatever. No, no. That, that's quite the list. Ten-plus yes. games, you're a top-25 team, you throw for 3,000-plus, All-American, and you win some sort of crazy award, or you're in the College Football Hall of Fame. So who's in and who's out? What kind of a shot does the current quarterback have of getting in Taysom Hill? Well, to even step in the door, we came to the agreements, barely, that you have to have three, three. of the five. You have to have three of those five. <laughs> this is unbelievable, okay? Who's in and some of the people who are out in this criteria. Ty Detmer, no question, meets all five. No, no surprise. He's in the presidential suite. 15,000-plus passing yards, Heisman Trophy winner. Okay, Ty Detmer has, like I mentioned, has ridiculous numbers, but we saw something today that blew my mind. Which is the stat of the day. Sports. (laughs) It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yes, it is. 11.06. Ty Detmer averaged 11.06 yards per attempt. Not completion. Attempt. Let me get this straight. Wait, in 89 or 90? It was 89. In 89, his sophomore year. Before the Heisman Trophy The year before. So, by the way, his sophomore year, 4,500 passing yards. Again, so let me get this right. 5,000 his junior. Every time he dropped back to pass. He threw for a first down. He was averaging (laughs) like first down. Yeah. (laughs) And that's per attempt, not complete. So, he's, he's ridiculous. Obviously, he's... A part of the, he's, I mean, he's the pinnacle of the quarterback factor. What what all his quarterbacks did in the late seventies and eighties led to the Heisman Trophy winning season for Detmer. He had to do it, but he stood on the shoulders of giants. Ty Detmer will join us later in the show. Steve Young meets all five criteria. Robbie Bosco all five in the adjacent penthouses, if you will. Gifford <laughs> Nielsen four. Mark Wilson all five. Steve Sarkeesian five. They have comparable suites. Jim McMahon, all five. He's living the high life in the pool house. Okay, John Beck, four of the five. Four of the five. He did not win a national, uh, prominent national award, but he did the rest. Ten wins, AP top 25 finish, 3,000 passing yards, All-American. Then there are the guys who are in but maybe have to share a room. Okay, now th- this might be a surprise to some people, especially his first name. John Walsh. He's in. Uh, according to our criteria, what? he's in. 10-win season, AP top 25, 3,000 passing yards. John Walsh did 1994 that. 1994 was a good season. They beat Oklahoma and Notre Dame that year. That I, was broke, a good season. I broke my collarbone the day they played Oklahoma. <laughs> the Copper Bowl. The Copper Bowl. Brandon Doman. Yes. Three of five. 2000, I mean, we're talking about single seasons that can put you in this category. You need one great season. Steve Sarkeesian had one great season. He was 6-5 and five his junior year. Then his senior year, bang, 14-1. and one. That was an incredible season. Won the Sammy Bob. Bang, Biscuit. Max Hall, three. So we have John Walsh, Brandon Doman, and Max Hall maybe sharing a room downstairs. You know what's unbelievable? The- Gary Scheide. He doesn't meet our criteria. He's not out. Not in. He's out. Virgil Carter. <sighs> not in. That's the hard part about this because Virgil Carter – 
led the NCAA in TD passes in total offense in 1966. The game was so different. They didn't back play as then. many games. They didn't pass as much. He was awesome. He set the NCAA total offense record for one game, 599 yards. Gary Shiny led BYU to its first bowl game uh, when there were only 11 bowl games. Sammy Bob Trophy winner, eighth in the Heisman, second in NCAA passing, 73 and 74. So Gary was one of five. So, so which is the same as Riley Nelson, won 10 plus games, never did anything else. So, it's it's tough, but those guys are out according to our criteria of what gets you into the QB factory. And by the way. Like like the LDS Church believes, like Bill Simmons believes, and the the Basketball Hall of Fame should have in his basketball book, uh, there are certain levels within the QB factory, right? Yes. The, there are certain guys, like you mentioned, that are sharing bunk beds, or if it's the Lego movie, they're sharing <laughs> double bunk beds uh, or couches so everyone can enjoy it uh, that could save you from drowning. Uh, Spoiler-free environment, I guess. Not. Uh, and then there's other people that are totally in. There's I, the fives and the fours, you, and then there's the threes. Now, some could argue that the threes don't belong in there. Yes. I think that the threes should be in there. Three out of five, you get in. How is John Walsh in there and not Gary Shad? If you if you have John Walsh in there, that's the criteria there, we set up. You can't. No, it has to. It has to be four of the five, right? Wait, then Gary Shady and Virgil Carter are not even close. They're nowhere near that. So okay, they're listen, out anyway. Listen, if you have four of the five, that means in most cases that you are you are. Having that guy has to be either an All American or win a pr- prominent national award. You've got John Walsh living in the same nowadays? house as Steve Young. Yes. yes. No. That's going to be the in in heaven. There's going to be some dudes that you're like, you got in. <laughs> if All American, okay, All American status. You've got to be one of the top three or four quarterbacks in America. That's really really good. John I mean, Beck. Guess what? Four or five. If you want Taysom Hill to have a chance to get into this, you need to make it three. Taysom the, Hill has a chance to do four, but Jerem. It's even, But the chance is way less than it is for three. Which is why it's a mansion and it's hard to get in. It's, it's, the, then no one gets in the rest of, the rest of BYU football history. No, like The no. chances that anyone gets in that, probably gone. Taysom Hill has a chance to get in the mansion you're four te- or five. You're telling me you want to you rule out the winningest quarterback in BYU Taysom history, Hill, Max Hill Hall. I don't why? want why? Taysom Hill to have a bunk bed. I want him to have his own room, and he can do that. He can do that with four or five. You're telling me the winningest quarterback in BYU history, you want to shove him out of the— I don't you, want to shove him out. Yes, you do. You, he has three, and you say you want to make Did it Did I say four. I want to shove them out? Did I want, I want to shove him out? Get out of here. You don't want Max Hall in no. there. You want to make it four. Why? He's the winningest quarterback in BYU history. Now, granted, you can put other criteria in here. We could put to- total offense numbers, numbers of wins, blah, blah, blah. This is what we whittled down to what we think makes it good for the criteria. What so I'm we want you to weigh in on Twitter, hashtag BYU. And maybe, maybe we need something else because John Walsh and Max Hall are in two entirely different categories in my mind. I think Max Hall is a way more polished quarterback, and he was at BYU, than John Walsh was. So it's an atrocity for me to look at it and be like, okay, Max Hall, John Walsh. No. Listen, when you set up criteria, you can't pick and choose the individuals. You pick and choose the criteria, That's and what then makes the individuals it meet it. That's what makes it difficult. Man. Virgil Carter, Gary Shiny, Kevin Federick we threw into this, threw for 3,000. That was all he did with the criteria. Those guys aren't in. Do I want to shove Nelson? Wants- I want to shove out Max Hall. I don't, I don't want to shove Max Hall. Then make it three. Keep it. We decided three. You no, want four. You can be like, you know what? You're a great quarterback, but you just you can't have a room here. <laughs> you if- have to shove him out. 
He's Are not we it? shoving out Gary Shiny and Virgil Carter too? No, because no, they're zero and one. <laughs> oh goodness! What it's qualifies three. a BYU quarterback to be a member of the BYU Quarterback Factory? Use the hashtag BYUS and let's go to the Twitter machine. It's winter time. At the Real Rooster One, a quarterback must be successful at moving the ball and getting wins. Three thousand plus passing yards. 10-plus wins. One thing that has helped in the past were great defenses. Okay, this is a, certainly an outside perspective on this. Does the defense make a quarterback better? Well, yeah. It gives you an opportunity to win. That's one of our criteria. Okay. Criterium. Okay. Whatever. So the def- the defense. Right. It, it, you, it's got to be about that quarterback, though. Ultimately, it comes down to that. How, how are you? So, what did they rank nationally? Were they a top 30? De- like, it gets crazy. At Tana Chris, conference championships. Well, that's irrelevant now. First team all conference slash all American awards consistently beat rivals. Also irrelevant this year. Who's a rival? State. There's only one in my mind. <laughs> Top 15 finishes. So no, 15 is too high. They ha- she has all American. There's all American. He, sorry. All American and top, fi- uh, top 25 finishes. Top 15. Yeah. So two of the five right there. I'm telling you, if you make it too tough, who's going to get in again? It, it, BYU as a non-Power 5 used to have a chance to win a national championship and win the Heisman. That does not exist anymore. BYU okay. is not in that Can Taysom category. Hill win 10 games a season? Yes. Can he quarterback a team that finishes ranked in the AP Top 25? Yes. Can he throw for 3,000? He, he almost, almost did, did that last year. year. Yes. Can he be an All-American? Yes. That, that is that is really hard now. He could do 4 or 5 and have his own room in the mansion. Like, he and Max could did do not. that. And Max did not. That's true. But Max should be in, dang it. Up next, (laughs) USA. We discuss soccer in the World Cup, plus more of our quarterback discussion. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live. Studio B, follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. It airs weekdays at noon Eastern on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYUradio.org. The BYU Radio iOS app simulcast on BYU TV. Download the BYU TV app as well if you don't have it for uh, iPhone or Android. Uh, amazing content available at the uh, click of a finger, a swipe of a finger. Uh, you, can, you can watch uh, the quick games, full games uh, on that. It's awesome. The tap of a finger? Yes. Okay. That, that would be the appropriate sports. word there. <laughs> Sport, the sports of a finger. We have we have raised the emotions today with our Twitter topic. What qualifies a BYU quarterback to be a member of the BYU Quarterback Factory? What, Jeremy and I wait, established hey, five criteria. Hold on. At BYU Rock, do you think at Jerem Jordan could dress better on BYU Sports Nation? Use hashtag yes, Jerem, or hashtag no, Jerem to vote. <laughs> what the heck? What the heck, bro? <laughs> What's that all about? You didn't have That's to read a- it. You put it out there now, man. You, you just put it out there. On Could live I dress television. Better? I'm not going to come in a suit. This isn't seminary. Okay. All right. Hey, let's get back to the Twitter conversation. We'll discuss Jeremy's wardrobe a little today, bit man. later. At Crazy Cook Fanatic answers our question, what qualifies a quarterback for the BYU Quarterback Factory? Record-breaking stats. National buzz. Doesn't hurt to have some cool nicknames. <laughs> How do <laughs> <That> you? <helps. laughs> yeah. Like Teddy Gozevelt. Golzevelt, my new avatar on Twitter today. That's your new avatar? Yeah. What's behind that? What's behind that? Yeah, the why, American why, flag? No, I mean, like, why Teddy Gozevelt? Because the U.S. plays Belgium today. I know that. That's why. <laughs> the end. That's, that's we, it? We have a guest on set. Let us introduce him. Fine. And we're talking soccer right now. Pedro Vasconcelos of BYU Men's Soccer. 
in the midst of World Cup craziness. And my friend, your Brazilian national team survived <laughs> on penalty kicks. You said that you almost had a, a heart attack. Yeah. Is it worth Ataque the... de coração. Uh, okay, well, there you go. Is, is it worth the torture? Oh, yeah. It's not a torture. Like, I knew we were going to win. I, I don't think we're going to lose to a South American team on this tournament. Like, with all the respect to other South American teams. But, uh, like Colombia in the next round? Yeah. Colombia's looking strong. <laughs> I know. But, I don't know. I feel pretty confident just with, against any South American team. I, I don't think we're going to lose it at home. Where are you watching these games? Like, and who are you watching with? Yeah, that's that's a complicated question. Like, I would <laughs> like to watch by myself, to be honest, because you never know what's going to happen. But then we always have team parties and that I have to go. So I normally I watch with my teammates. Do Americans understand the gravity of what you feel when you watch Brazil play? No. They don't. I, uh, I don't know. Like I, I watch some U.S. games and it's really cool because I, I feel like partially American too, just because I've been living here for so long and Naturally. so attached to soccer as well that I wanted them to perform well. But when they score, it's like woohoo, you know, like yeah, go, like for like a <laughs> couple seconds, and that's it. And when Brazil's core, man, like, I got to control myself, not jump out of the window of my apartment. Like, I'm going crazy. <laughs> it's, it's uh, I don't know, it's it's a little different. This is the Definitely. beauty of the World Cup. Yeah, I, I think it, Americans could understand. If, if you combine the passion you have for all the different professional sports and combine that, to some degree that would be equal to what it's like to be Brazilian and cheer for the national team, right? Definitely. Uh, what What kind of pressure is there as a Brazilian watching the World Cup in your host country? To actually win the World Cup. Like, if Brazil doesn't win the World Cup, is that a huge disappointment? Yeah, it is. Especially because the coach, Scolari, he came out and he said a couple months before the World Cup that Brazil was going to win the World Cup. Why did he say that? Because I think we believe that we will win. (laughs) The pressure's already there. Why say it? Why guarantee it? I think in some... At some point, I think he, he actually, like, releases that pressure a little bit away from the players. You know, like, your coach is coming out and saying, like, look, we're going to win. You know, like, everyone is saying that we're going to win, and we're going to win. So don't worry about it. Just do your work. Things will be fine. And But there's a lot of pressure for sure. Uh, I saw an interview with Neymar after the game, and he said that that walk to the PK was, like, the longest walk of his life. So I don't know hmm. what must be going through his yeah, mind can when you he imagine took the pressure of the, walking of the up nation. to one of those I, literally everybody is hanging on what you do with your foot and if you can put that ball in the back of the net <laughs> like the, if the u.s loses today in like three weeks no one's thinking about it like the the majority of america right mm-hmm. i'll be like oh that's a bummer we lost belgium for a while or whatever for like four years but no, i can't i can't imagine that all right pedro vasconcelos of boa men's soccer let's talk about the Heated race that you're in in the PDL with BYU men's soccer. So while you're watching the World Cup, mm-hmm. uh, you're in a, in a hot PDL race right now. Second place in the Mountain Division with a record of 7-3-1. and one. BYU's kind of come on strong this season. been very tough at home. Why do you guys have a chance to do something special in the PDL? Okay. Well, to start off, I think this year we have a special team. And we, we have talent all over the field right like you you look around our defense we have like good players on the field and off the field that can come in and step it up and just keep the same level of playing and we also have 
have proved ourselves that we can be big teams. You know, we we are undefeated at home. We play great teams at home, and we have some bumps on the road. But I mean, we learn from those experiences, and I think that those like rough moments that we have had playing away actually will help us in the playoff time. And the last time I believe that uh, BYU made the playoffs was '08. It's been a while, I believe, mm-hmm. right? Six years. So this this team, uh, I, I was involved with the men's soccer team before your mission with, mm-hmm. as a sports information director. You guys have gone on missions, you've come back, and now this core group has turned it on to where you have an opportunity to make the playoffs. I, do the top two teams in each division make the playoffs? Yes. Okay, so you would play uh, like the the champ from the Northwest Division or something like that, something like that. Yeah, we would playoffs. we would play the top two teams from the division that used to be in California. Gotcha. And have you already clinched a playoff berth because you're 11 points up with three games to go? Uh, I think so, right? Officially not yet, but I, if we have one more win, we should clinch the playoff. Okay. And you play Friday night, July 4th, at home where you guys haven't lost. Mm-hmm. And the local fans, they can watch the Stadium of Fire fireworks after in the stands, right? Yes. It's a cool experience. That's correct. So so you need to get a win as well for those fans. Oh, yeah. For those like, fans. Like, you show up, you watch BYU win. Yeah. And you we, watch we need to win that game on July 4th. It's the biggest game of the year for us. It's against one of the best teams on PDL right now as well. So it's definitely an important game for us. We don't want to lose it or tie it. We, we're going for the win. So. The LA Missionaries are the playing BYU. LA the Missionaries are playing BYU. I see a, lo- I see a joke there. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Yeah, what a 4th of July party. You might as well wrap up a playoff spot with a win on the holiday, right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah that would be – and we – I mean, it's an exciting game for us because we, we have a nicer crowd to there. Like, there's like, I mean, 3,000, almost 4,000 people. So awesome. it's definitely nice. Pedro Vasconcelos of BYU Men's Soccer, I noticed that you have a number 10 jersey on. There, yeah. There's like <laughs> worldwide, wearing the number 10 is like an honor. Why did you feel like you wanted to be the guy that was wearing number 10 for BYU? Uh, well, I didn't like number 9 <laughs> last year. <laughs> I didn't think it was like my place. I felt like number 9 was more like a goal scorer. Like, Blake Frischnecht has that. Yeah, name, right? exactly. Yeah. You know, Ronaldo wore that for Brazil. And he used to play, and he was a goal scorer. And uh, I think I play like center mid, and I think I kind of have that role of like creating and I, I – I look at myself as more like creative player too, so I don't know. I I thought it would be a good fee and give it a shot this year. Lionel Messi, Landon Donovan. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. wouldn't say Messi, but I would rather go <laughs> with Neymar. He's Brazilian, Neymar. man. Don't, br- don't bring Argentina that, into this. Look, that was a poor choice. Look, Neymar was <laughs> <laughs> Milk was a bad choice, and bringing Argentina into I'm this was I'm putting a bad myself choice. in timeout. There was, there, I went on my mission to Brazil, Porto Alegre, and... Uh, but what one night I I didn't realize the fandom until one night I was probably a year out. We were teaching a discussion and Brazil was about to play Argentina and the people just stopped and they said, "We're sorry, Brazil's about to play Argentina. We need to we need to end this." And it was a friendly and it didn't the game didn't matter, but of course it mattered. And yes, we sat there and watched it for like an hour. Went home at ten. Sorry, mission president, I was late going home. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh. But uh, I at, at that point I understood the fandom. So now today, the United States, this is probably the biggest day of fandom, is they have a game uh, for a chance to go to the quarterfinals against Belgium. Okay. What do you see the U.S. Uh, – how do you see the U.S. faring today against Belgium? I think they have good chances. I mean, we see Altidore coming back, right? Like, he's definitely important up top. I felt like they had a little trouble without him up top to hold the ball and, like, create plays. 
and that kind of I felt like affected Bradley a little bit because they couldn't hold the ball there. Like he couldn't really create it anything. Is that, is that why you think Bradley's kind of had poor playing so far? Is that Altidore couldn't hold the ball? Oh, there? I I think so too. When mm. we have trouble like holding the ball up top, like the midfield usually suffer that guy that creates the plays and stuff. And Belgium has a lot of like injuries too coming up to this match. And they haven't really been playing well. So I think the U.S. definitely have a good shot. And, and in my opinion, they are the favorites today to win that game. I don't know how many minutes Josie Altidore will play coming off of an Maybe injury. Seven. But he's he's such a physical presence that is unlike <coughs> any other player on that United States roster. He can hold hold defenders off with his body. Not a lot of guys on the U.S. team can do that. Pedro Vasconcelos of BYU Men's Soccer with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, we've talked a lot about U.S. soccer, Brazilian soccer. Let's get back to BYU. You want to make the playoffs. Have you guys established like some team goals? Like, Do you have a precedent that you want to, to, to reach this year? Huh. Well, definitely we, we want to win PDL, right? Like if we're in the playoffs, I mean, it's a game after another. You win each game in the end of the, the run. You're on the national championship. So I don't, I don't think – you know, like just make to the playoff, and we should be happy about it because we have proved that we can go farther than that. So, in my mind, like I want to win PDL. So you win PDL, and for those that don't understand how how this works, what happens after that? After we win PDL, yeah, we party. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, it's, it's, it's like single A baseball. That no, is the but, pinnacle. Yeah, like it's it's a pretty big deal. Like. Um, I don't know, like exactly from the top of my mind, what what the stats are, but there's a lot of like a lot of MLS players who get drafted from PDL. You, you get know, noticed so. if you're oh, there yeah. playing that. That that's what I was getting. At. You get Definitely. noticed by the by the bigger teams. Definitely, yeah. And BYU has yet to produce a player in Major League Soccer, although they have played on some of the reserves teams. Do you think one day BYU will have an MLS player? I think so. I think it could. I think it's a little bit harder here. Not only. Uh, I don't know, because we're like a university, but also because, you know, like we come back from our missions, then we're like 21, 22 years old. And then you have different like priorities in your life as well. And teams, they really don't want somebody who is 22, 23 years old. Yep. They want an 18 year old. So, yeah. And if, if you get a scholarship, I mean, you're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, right? exactly. But if you want BYU, come to BYU. It, it could happen one day, yeah. I, yeah. I Look, if you want to go to college and play professionally, at least semi-professionally, this is the place to do it, right? It's the only university. It's the that only it. sure. team that you can. You do mind that. signing our flag? Oh yeah, for sure. First Brazilian, second Brazilian to sign it. Jonathan Tavernari has been on it. Third, right? Who's the other one? Oh no, that's wrong. Oh, that's second. That's right. Yeah. yeah, you're right. More more Brasileiros, the better. That's oh, what there I you say. go. Yeah, that's right. What I'm talking Pedro about. Vasconcelos of BYU Men's Soccer. Great to have you with us. Thank Good you. luck to BYU Men's Soccer. Good luck to Brazil. Thank you. Viva <laughs> Brasil! I believe that we will win. Hey, up next, more discussion on what qualifies a BYU quarterback to be a member of the BYU Quarterback Factory. And don't forget Ty Detmer coming up in just a few minutes. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and you are in BYU Sports Nation. Bronco Mendenhall gearing up the troops. Football team just about ready to start fall camp, believe it or not. We are in July. It's July 1st. That's fantastic. The end of the month, BYU football players will report. My wedding anniversary is tomorrow. i got to make sure I'm ready for that. 
And uh, how much preparation have you done for that, Jerem? Well, Whitney's probably not watching, so not as much as I should have. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports plans. Nation. I'm you, Spencer Linton. You, that just, is, you just can't have, like, dinner and activity. You have to have, like, some, like, oh, you made me a book, wrote me a note. You know, I'll get flowers, do that. Maybe now, that's tomorrow's poll question. Now I know why you're watching the World <laughs> Cup game at home today. Okay? No, it's not really. <laughs> I'm going out of town today. Oh, Jerem. You're a good man. Follow him at Jerem Jordan for Hopefully more goodies on how to make your marriage better. Uh, also, BYU Sports. He knows some stuff it's about that It's only the third well. one, too, so I'm like, Ooh, I still don't know what's going on. Great tweet coming in from Devon Blackman, at oh, yeah. Ashanti Blackman. Mm-hmm. He said, Taysom Hill, are you excited to have deadly receivers on the outside, including Ross, Oppo, Mitch Matthews, Jordan Leslie, and Kurtz? He of didn't course, even include himself. Of course, he should, he should include yeah, he himself. Yeah, he should include himself. He might be the fastest guy on the team, according to Jamal Williams. I really like the attitude of several of these newcomers. They're not like, hey, I'm going to come in and bust it up. Jordan Leslie wants to be a great teammate, a great player. But they're not, I mean, like this tweet, that tells me something that he doesn't say himself in it. I, l- I like the attitude of these new guys where they hey, I'm going to earn my way in. I'm going to work hard. We're going to be a great team. Extremely competitive. And then the, the, the humble approach will never, will never go wrong. Okay. Yeah. If you go in with They'll something get, to prove. These guys will be crazy competitive in the moment. But I, I appreciate that teamwork effort. So, yeah, Taysom, are you excited? We're excited for Taysom to have those receivers. Oh, my. And certainly that should help his case of getting into the BYU quarterback factory. And we have established five criteria that would allow a quarterback inclusion in that prestigious club to get into the mansion. You have to have three of the five to even step foot in the door. Ten-plus wins in a single season. You quarterback a team that finishes in the AP Top 25. Throw for 3,000-plus yards in a single season. You're an All-American, and you, or you win a prominent individual award. Sammy Baugh, Davey O'Brien, Maxwell Award, Heisman Trophy, or you're a member of College Football Hall of Fame. Okay, so we, wa- we, we laid out all of that, talked about the guys who are in. John Walsh somehow is in, and uh, Gary Scheide not. But that, <laughs> I guess that's the harsh reality. You were part of the team that came with the criteria. I know, but it was a team. It wasn't Spencer's individualized well, thought. How, well, how would you change it to include Gary Shadi and exclude John Walsh? I, would, include, I, would, I wouldn't exclude, I, I wouldn't include Gary Shadi. I would just exclude John Walsh. You can't exclude individuals. You need to set criteria, and then individuals meet it or they don't. You are so technical. That, we're talking about something technical. Like, you can't just be like, you know what? I don't think this guy's in, so I'm going to create something that doesn't allow him to be no, in. No, I think it's a four or five. Works. I think the mansion is four or five. So it's Max Hall's not in. Why would you rule him out? I wouldn't. He's the winningest okay. quarterback in BYU history. You're right. But Granted, does that he make had him... one more season than other guys Max Hall play. had a billion great players around him, too. Max Hall had Dennis Pitta and Harvey Unga and Austin Colley. That's too, That's random. That has nothing to do with the Matt, co- What do you mean? that He won 32 games because of those guys. He so had that's th- how I could exclude Max so, Hall is because it wasn't all about him. These other guys, it was mostly all about them. You need great players around you, yes. But you don't control what guys play with you. You just show up and play. <laughs> I, I know. What I'm you saying can't is be penalized for the five. teammates you have. Four of five. Why should you be penalized for the teammates you have? You're not, he's not being penalized. He's You're, not being penalized. He's not in. You're right. That's not a penalty. It's just an exclusive group. It's not a penalty. <laughs> Jerem's I, all fired up. <laughs> no, I yell when I'm fired up, so I'm not oh, fired up whatever. right now. Are you getting frustrated, man? It's okay. It's just my opinion. It's just my opinion. Yes, that's right. Four, you think three of five, and you're standing yeah, by three, it. 
Yeah, I have said three or five for 35 minutes now. I know we discussed it, and I know that I had to be coerced into that. Uh, I know. You can make different criteria. You can include uh, you know, total offense. You can include NCAA records. You can include – there are some tweets that mention the NFL. I think the NFL has completely and utterly nothing to do with that. That is, that is a different conversation about how a guy yeah, – Yeah, we're not, talking, happened, we're not we're, talking about what they did in the NFL. Right. Who's the best quarterback in BYU history? Steve Young. Well, not at BYU, he wasn't. His whole career, yeah. NFL MVP, yeah. He's the guy that did the most in the NFL. Jim McMahon right there. Mark Wilson played in some Super Bowls. Gifford Nielsen was a starting quarterback for the Houston Oilers back in the day. I mean, Steve Sarkisian didn't play in the NFL. Brandon Doman played sparingly for the Niners. Beck uh, did not have a good NFL career. He's trying to make it in the CFL. Max Hall, a little bit in the NFL. The NFL does not play a factor to whether you're in the quarterback factory or not. Ty Detmer, the guy that's in the presidential suite of the quarterback factory mansion. 14 years in the league. He will join us in a few moments on BYU Sports Nation. Can Taysom Hill earn a spot in that mansion? And I think he can even with my higher criteria of four out of five. I think that You think he he'll has... be a top five quarterback? Like, he, he could be. That's at the ultimate peak, right? Yes, he could be. What what's I think I think in general you take out the the max and the min minimum and then there's how you're probably going to be right. Okay, so you're like, the, the 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 best guess at what uh, a person's potential is is like gymnastics scoring. You take out the the worst and the best score and then that's probably what's going to happen. Taysom's going to have three of five, and I think it's going to happen this year. It, like I think yeah. he will have three of five this year. That he'll win ten plus games. Guess how many guess how many guys have ever done three of five. It's like it's like, like 10. ten or eleven. It's okay. really that's really elite company. It is. How many have done four or five? I don't know that answer off the top of my head. I can look. One. Okay. He's he's tabulating. Like eight of the eleven or something. Okay. Do you think Taysom Hill legitimately has a chance to be part of has that? Has a group? chance is so vague. Like, will Taysom Hill do it? No. Give me a percent chance. I I don't know, 20, 15%? Like, he's got an opportunity. If you would have said before Jimmer Fredette's senior year, does he have a chance to lead the nation in scoring? I would have said, yeah. Did I know? Did we know he was going to go 28.9 and BYU would go to the Sweet 16? I would have said, hey, I think this team has talent to do the Sweet 16. But your kind of conversation is like, would BYU go to the Final Four? It's like, oh, they have a chance for sure. The cards have to play. You know, They have to do well. They have to avoid injury. They have to play really well down the stretch. They have to get some breaks. They have to get... Uh, a couple calls go their way in certain situations. I think Taysom Hill is going to be a really good quarterback. But but like we had the other day, the conversation with Tyler Haas and Kyle Collinsworth, I think Tyler could be drafted. I just I just don't see it. Well, I'm not saying first team All American. Could Taysom at some yeah, point third be a, team? Could he be a third team All American quarterback? Yeah, I I just don't see it because I think guys like Bryce Petty and Marcus Mariota and Jameis Winston and. Trevor Knight, Oklahoma, all those guys. I just think they'll be listed before Taysom Hill. But what if Taysom Hill would have to do Jordan Lynch type stuff? He would have to have like two thousand rushing yards. And then Jamal Williams is like, I'm transferring. I think he is absolutely (laughs) capable of doing what Jordan Lynch did last year. I think Taysom Hill could do that. I I know we we can sit here and talk about what is everyone capable of. That's not going to happen. Everyone's capability. I know that, but he's more likely to do that than. 85 other starting quarterbacks across the country. Guess what? The, the, you've included like 35 other quarterbacks or something. So he has to be like top three or four to be an All-American. 
Listen, he's going to have a good season. I think BYU is going to win 10 games. I think they'll finish ranked. I think Taysom will throw for 3,000 passing yards. And boom, goes the dynamite. He is in the quarterback. Yeah, my point is he can step in the house. That's going to happen after this season. I want him to have his own room, and I think he can do that too. He is a very special player. He could. Will he? Everyone can, right? Yes. I'm saying he will. That's what I am saying, Jerem. Taysom Hill will be four Now you're saying something. Did you not decipher that before? No, you didn't say anything before. You said he could. Could could is nice. Could he, is nice. Will, now you're telling me he something. He has a schedule. He has the weapons. Yeah. And he has the all God-given American, ability okay, to do four of listen, these five. All-American is 12 or 13 wins, man. Great. At RBYU Smith. I'm with Jerem. The criteria is three of five. You don't change the rules midstream. I didn't change the rules. <laughs> I didn't say that, like, we established the rules as three. What I'm saying is there are different tiers. I think Taysom can get to the next tier. I'm not changing rules. Yeah, I agree. There should be levels, right? Yes, and he can go next level. I think he will go next level. There's the exalted quarterbacks and the ones that just got baptized, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, now it's just getting downright religious. Oh, my goodness. Everyone listening knows what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, yes. Whether he's it's three BYU or five. TV. Whether he's three or five or four or five. <laughs> It all starts in late August. Countdown to Connecticut. 59 days. We're sub 60. Started at 238. Now we're down to 59 days until BYU takes on Connecticut in the football season opener at Rensselaer Field in East Hartford, Connecticut. I hope that Taysom Hill's an All-American quarterback this year. I, I don't think he needs to be for BYU to have a great season. He doesn't need to be. You're right. He doesn't need to be for them to have a great season, but to have a special season. Yes. And I quote Steve Young, he needs to be a top five quarterback. I'm Every year, I'm not aiming for 12 or 13 wins for BYU. It's 10 plus. 10 plus every year. Go. Guess who's joining us next? The guy who's in the presidential suite of the quarterback factory mansion, Ty Detmer, Heisman Trophy winner. Keep it here. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Welcome back to Studio B, BYU Broadcasting. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out on July 1st. We are right around the corner from Connecticut, 59 days, and fall camp starts in about a month. Remember, you can follow the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash Sports for uh, various interviews and highlights from all the programming we have, including the interview we're about to do. That'll be on YouTube uh, shortly. We've had a very spirited debate today. Oh, what yeah. qualifies a BYU quarterback to be a member of the <laughs> BYU quarterback factory? To get a spot in that mansion. There is one guy that uh, has the presidential suite, as we have dubbed, the Heisman Trophy winner. Ty Detmer joins us live from Texas. Ty, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. How are things going, man? Things are good. Down here beating the heat in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Ty, we, we have uh, come up with five criteria that we believe go into uh, establishing a legendary BYU quarterback. You fit all five of those five categories. What do you feel like a quarterback has to do to be included in that BYU quarterback factory? Oh, um, I don't know. That's hard to say. You know, each each team's a little different. Each year's a little different. And uh, I think for the most part, you know, I think – you got to, you know, string a couple of years together that, uh, you know, you've really kind of taken the team on your back and, uh, and uh, you know, played played really well. So uh, I know there's been guys, you know, Max Hall, John Beck have, have done that. Uh, you know, I think Taysom Hill will do that, uh, 
you know, last year was the first big year, and, and uh, he puts another year like that. Uh, obviously, you know, he's an exciting player to watch and, and one that people really are looking forward to uh, seeing this year again. What kind of skill set do you see with Taysom Hill uh, that gives him an opportunity to be considered uh, one of the best that BYU's had? Well, I think just uh, his athleticism, you know. Uh, he's really improved uh, throughout the year last year as a passer, and I think part of that was just, uh, you know, Coach and I and Beck uh, getting a feel for what he does well and him getting a feel for what's expected. You know, he really didn't have much of an offseason last year with a knee injury, so uh, he just really progressed as the year went on, and then his ability to uh, make things happen with his feet when either things break down or uh, design zone read type of uh, plays that, you know, are now more prevalent. You know, I think a guy like Steve Young would have been uh, awesome in that type of offense, especially in college football. So, uh, you know, Taysom's just got, got a little bit of everything that, uh, you know, he can take out there and, and whatever the defense is taking away, he can beat them with the other. So, um uh, you know, he's just a very dynamic, exciting player to watch. Ty Demmer with us on BYU Sports Nation, 1990 Heisman Trophy winner, played 14 years in the NFL. Ty, Taysom is enjoying some serious preseason hype uh, when it comes to Heisman Trophy consideration. and But the thing is, he's a non-Power 5 conference guy. The last Power 5, non-Power 5 conference guy to win the Heisman Trophy was you in 1990. It's been 24 years what does he legitimately have to do to garner some that kind of notoriety and to have a shot to be in New York? Well, I think first and foremost, just win games, you know, and, and play like he did uh, down the stretch uh, last year, you know, not go out there and try to do too much and try to win a, a Heisman Trophy. You go out and try to win a game, and uh, the stats will naturally fall into place for you. So, um, you know, I had a chance to talk to him this summer at a, Chad Lewis's charity golf tournament and uh we had a good conversation and his head's in the right place he just wants to go play and they're gonna you know kind of mix in some different things and he's got a a little more say so in the offense now kind of proven himself and uh earned his stripes so uh i think he's really excited just to go play and uh you know whatever happens from there is just kind of icing on the cake you know for me it wasn't go out and try to you know, win a Heisman Trophy. It was try to go beat Miami and try to beat Washington State the next week and try to win games. And, yeah. and naturally, that position at BYU, you know, you're going to have the stats and the, the high-profile notoriety that they come with it if you're winning games and, and running the offense correctly. Ty, what was that conversation like with Taysom Hill? What kind of questions does he ask you? Um. You know, it was kind of back and forth. I was asking him, we're going to probably do a little more zone read on our offense uh, this year at my high school I'm coaching at. So I was picking his brain on kind of what he looks for and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, we just talked um, about the offense and, and how, you know, they're going to kind of restructure a little bit and they, the, the tools they have around him and things like that so you know the, the pieces are in place I think the schedule's in place the, you know it, it, it's not the toughest schedule in the world but they've got a, a couple games mixed in there that uh, you beat a couple good teams like Boise and Texas and uh, and you can make a name for yourself so um, you know it was it was good conversation just kind of you know kinda bouncing things off of each other and 
it's fun to, to talk to him because he's in a similar situation that I was going into my junior year. Ty Detmer on BYU Sports Nation, 1990 Heisman Trophy winner, member of the BYU Quarterback Factory. Ty, do you have your sideline passes established for that game in Austin, Texas yet? <laughs> I've got to make some calls. Hopefully I can get one. Uh, I have a feeling. It'll be fun that, to be yeah. a part of. I, yeah, I have a feeling they'll let Texas you in. I will be ready. So, I in? hope so. You know, one side or the other, I'll be uh, I'll be out there, but uh, <laughs> definitely be pulling for the Cougars. But uh, I do have a couple of UT connections if, if anything falls through with BYU, which I doubt that will. <laughs> Did anyone have more helmet stickers than you, Ty? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, we gave them out pretty freely back then, I think. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was fun to kind of put them on each week and see what you ended up with at the end of the year. Ty Detmer with us on BYU Sports Station broke 59 NCAA records, and I'm guessing probably had double that uh, in helmet stickers. Uh, when we're talking about Taysom Hill and, and the unique game that he brings – he obviously has an ability to run with his legs. We had Steve Young in studio on Friday, and he talked about the next level for Taysom will, will deal with what he can do while he is forced to stay in the pocket instead of running outside. Do you feel like that's where Taysom has to put his emphasis as well? Are you in agreement with Steve Young on that fact? Well, I don't know if it's put your emphasis there because each game's going to be different. And, um, you know, I, like I said earlier, we, we saw him kind of make strides in the passing game. And, and, again, part of that was the coaches figuring out what he does best and him getting comfortable and in the new system. And, uh, and so, you know, I think with the receivers they've been able to bring in, the guys that are coming back, um, you know, it can be a – this could be a, a really deadly combination to have some, some real – you know, skill sets on the outside, some big guys that you can't really turn loose one on one, and then uh, and then you got to force Taysom to stay in the pocket and, and beat you throwing it. And I think he's proven that. You know, you look at the Houston game, and it was a uh, real similar um, that way where he beat him with his arm. And uh, you know, when you got a guy that, that's dangerous like that, you can't just lay off and play soft because he'll pick you apart. And if you try to come after him and he create a theme, you know, he'll gash you with his legs. So, um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, we know he can run it and that's just kind of a natural ability that you just see something and you take off And the passing game obviously requires more precision and timing and, and reading the defenses and things like that. So, um, yeah, obviously he's going to feel more comfortable with a year under his belt, really doing that and, and uh, hopefully start out the season the way he finished it. Ty, you're in Big 12 country uh, near the University of Texas. Uh, there's been conversations the past couple weeks about Bronco Mendenhall saying in the newspaper, Austin American Statesman, uh, we would love to be in the Big 12. Do you want to see BYU in the Big 12 at some point? You know, it's uh, you know, it's definitely enticing. I, I would like it being in Texas. They play some games closer to home. But um, at the same time, you know, BYU is a different place. And I think being an independent uh, suits them pretty well right now. You know, you start – you get in a conference like that and you're matching up with, uh, you know, some of the top teams with Baylor and, and Tech and Texas and, you know, you start going down the list and it's a, it, you know, it's a grind every week. Um, and I know scheduling-wise uh, it makes it a lot easier for Tom Homo to mix in a few games, you know, uh, non-conference games every year. But, um, you know, BYU is just a, a unique place with the standards that are required and, you know, the challenges that go into the recruiting part of it. Um, 
you know, but but I think I think everybody'd like to see them in a conference where you're playing for that conference championship and and uh, doing things like that. But you got to be ready to go once you jump in. I mean, kind of look at Utah. You know, the last couple of years, they, all yeah. of a sudden they jump in the, the Pac-12, and it's like, man, I mean, it's, there's a kind of a curve there to catch up with the recruiting and all those things that you're jumping into a conference that's pretty well established and some teams that really have it going. And you got to try to compete with them right off the bat. Uh, you know, it may take you a year or two to catch up uh, talent-wise to where you need to be with depth and all those things. Ty, it's been great to have you on BYU Sports Nation again. We have peppered you with questions, and you have succeeded. We award you a BYU Sports Nation helmet sticker. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. I haven't had one of those in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get that to you very soon. In fact, we'll probably hand deliver that to you at the game in Texas. All right, perfect. Hey, thanks so much, Ty. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks a lot. What qualifies a BYU quarterback to be a member of the BYU quarterback factory? That debate continues next Win the plus husband. the Cougar whip around. <laughs> that is an automatic inclusion. You get a suite. We need to put the T on the mountain next to the Y, man. Let's still do it. <laughs> We're back after this. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan ready to wrap things up. Ty Detmer just joined us, said some great things. I like the fact that he said it's not about the Heisman Trophy. Taysom Hill wants to go out and win games. For me, it was about going out and beating Miami, not about winning the Heisman. Right, that's a product for sure. I like that he said my offense at the high school that he coaches uh, we'll run the read option. So he was asking Taysom Hill at a charity event this summer about the read option. <laughs> Ty Edwards asking ad- Taysom Hill. Can I get some advice, Taysom? Yeah. Uh, what should we do? Yeah, how, how do you respond to that if you're Taysom Hill? Uh, okay, uh, sure. Uh, just keep it and run. Today's or Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. And naturally, it goes to the Heisman Trophy Tight winner, baby. the guy who has the room in the mansion of the BYU quarterback factory. Jim McMahon is partying so hard in the, in the pool house. <laughs> he, He's he out is. at the pool house. Is there caffeine allowed at this mansion? <laughs> oh, thanks to our guest, Ty Detmer, <laughs> Pedro Vasconcelos of Brazil. Vote for Pedro. Episodes of the show on demand, BYUSportsNation.com. Shout out to Sean Covey for Jeremiah Spencer. USA! We're out.